0: Hey, what's happening, San Diego? Welcome in to Gwynn and Chris. 201 is the time. Chris, L.O. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scrabe. To be together in our Odyssey Palace studios, but not for long. Uh, we will uh, <laughs> explain as we uh, get underway here on a Tuesday. No, the show's not going anywhere. Tony is. He's got to get uh, get rolling and get himself set to go down to Peoria, start a spring training first game. Yes, sir. Just three days away what are you getting down? What are you riding a horse down there? You have to lead today to get down there. <laughs> Time for the game on Friday. <laughs> <What are> you, <laughs> he's got a Clydesdale that get he a rides down there. Clydesdale uh, taking well, you down there? There's a, a few of them, they, actually.
1: They yeah, do have these going, things
0: called automobiles. You should be able to get there a little quicker. We're going
1: for the OG horsepower. Like <laughs> going for the real, real time. horsepower. So, like
0: eight horsepower.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tony will
0: be on time for the uh, first broadcast on Friday. No, he's going to be uh, heading out soon, but. Uh, Ducked in to join us. I I, I don't know what you're going to talk about with us, Tony, because uh, this holiday weekend, uh. Uh, my wife was out of town, and so that's like, hey, open ticket to sit on the couch, eat bad food, and watch sports. You started well, Friday with uh, a couple flautas. Yeah, <right, laughs> so dude. I did. I did eat bad food. I did sit on the couch, but there are no sports to watch. I mean, it was probably one of the toughest week. Not to me. (laughs) Not to me. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Here's the things that I passed on this weekend. The Daytona 500. Just couldn't get excited for it. Heard it went to overtime. Don't blame me for that. Heard it went to double overtime. Don't even know what double overtime is (laughs) when it comes to stock car racing. Somebody please explain it to me but I did not watch the Daytona Well, here, I'll explain it to you. You know what overtime is? Well, you get
3: it? Unless they've changed it, I know that they. if they go into the final lap and there's a crash on the final lap before yeah. they get to a certain point, then they do something called a green-white checker, okay. which is where they end up doing three more laps so that the person who is in the lead when the yellow comes out on the final lap okay. just, doesn't, doesn't just, just automatically, automatically win. win. All right, yeah. That
0: explains it, except for the fact that, That the guy who ended up winning, Stenhouse, I believe his name is. Ricky Stenhouse, yeah. I believe he won under a yellow caution flag. They stop after a certain amount of
3: times. They they give you overtime for a certain times, so they amount of had time, double yes.
0: overtime,
3: and they would have had
0: triple overtime, except for the rules don't allow for it. At that point, I think they're putting people's lives in can danger. Can you understand why I didn't watch in the first place? Right. No, no it's actually one of those I things. That's one of the things I passed on this weekend. Chris has been he's things been, been he's been getting this going all weekend. Thing number two that <laughs> he I he hasn't passed, written down. I don't. Thing, you know, you're looking at your paper. Well, I I'm have sorry. some notes. Oh. But I don't have it all written out. Thing number two that I passed on, no matter how much it called to me, no matter how much people tweeted about how exciting the games were, sorry, I did not watch a minute of the XFL. I've had enough football. I'm good until the uh, training camps open up in August. Didn't watch the Battle Hawks. Didn't watch the Renegades. I heard the games were okay.
1: Scrape. Who was the the, the Seattle team? What was that Sea team? Dragons? The Sea Dragons they blew didn't they... a
0: big lead, I think, at the end of their
3: game. Was it they
1: gave, blew a big lead or they I think they, they blew came back? A from big one? Lead. We, okay. we we, we end did end make
3: bets game. on this, so I do have. Yes, the I figured of the game. that that would be plenty. The Sea Dragons did lose 22-18. There was only one blowout this weekend. The Roughnecks, our guys.
1: Was it A.J. McCarron quarterbacking for one of them? He brought it. He He's he the led battle, battle Hawks. Battle Hawks. See, and I was they thinking... won 18-15. Okay, yeah, the right. Battlehawks. So the Roughnecks are 33 You know what you guys are telling
3: me? <laughs> you didn't watch any of it either. <laughs> I did, too. I watched, you did not. I watched a <laughs> little bit. You did not know anything bit. that happened. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. I skimmed it. All right. Here is what I watched, Chris. What? I watched. Here new... is what I watched, Chris. Here is what I watched, Chris. What? I watched the New Innovations. They had a Dean Blandino microphone like when he was talking to the referees. I thought that was very well, interesting. Well, you know that
0: I'm a Dean Blandino fan. <laughs> you are. I think. Since he is the guy that is at the uh, heart of trying to get rid of the Philadelphia Eagles' Quarterback sneak you play are. for next year. Yeah,
3: but I thought that was interesting. I thought some of the different rules that they're trying. What are some of the different rules?
0: What are they doing? Well,
1: they're what they're, are they doing different? I mean,
0: they've been playing football one. for two hundred years. Here's one
1: you had, and I saw the Battle Hawks did this in their comeback. All right, they went for a three point conversion. Three point conversion that was backed up, I believe, to the ten yard line. I'm Not sure. Why of the yard would line, anybody but yes. not
0: go for that every time?
1: I do know, but because it's harder. That, that got harder, them.
0: it's easier. There's more room in the end zone to throw the ball into. Hmm. I mean, Tell that they, to the Battle Hawks. Battle Hawks <laughs> didn't, didn't uh, convert the three-point play. No, they play. did. They got it in. They
3: also had a... Uh, see, here's why I find this little weird, is that they have the play calling, they have the offensive coordinator, whoever's calling the plays into the quarterback, they broadcast that. So the other team could technically listen well, real quick see, and th- then give some information. Have it, they
1: haven't got as stewed as baseball players yet, so... Maybe they can get away with it. What do you think? Yeah.
0: These are the Houston <laughs> Renegades, not the Houston Astros. They're the Roughnecks, by the way.
1: All right. Well,
0: whatever. <laughs> the first week of the XFL is in the books. I did not watch that. So third you thing. On two th- oh, no. I know what the third thing third is. Third thing, I didn't go anywhere near, Tony, would you like to guess?
1: The NBA All-Star Game. Nowhere you know near
0: what? the NBA All-Star Game, and I heard... Well, other than Jason Tatum put up 55 points, people have been quite critical of that game it, it, since it, it ended.
1: I'm talking about the players included. I players mean, included. Jalen Brown called it a, a glorified layup line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think what you – and thereafter you saw a whole bunch of, of posts, memes of old old uh, Kobe Bryant Pope, uh, quotes talking about how the All-Star game needs to be revamped because it's not as competitive as – he's. The, the thought is – People show up to the All-Star game to watch what is the world's best pickup game in the planet. That but is, it's
0: barely even a pickup game, but that right, it's, Tony? Because no, no. in pickup games out on the street in New York, it's, somebody still guards you.
1: No, that used to be why people showed up. Okay, Now it is no longer it's not even uh, that. the world's best pickup game. All right. And so, so, you know, I didn't watch a minute of it.
0: Okay. So, so you, you, were you weren't on the that. only one on that. Yeah,
1: the NBA took a lot of... Took a lot <laughs> Wait, of, real quick. As a matter of fact, uh, Shea Alexander... Gilgis Alexander. Gilgis. Say yes. Gilgis Alexander had the audacity to kind of feel some type of way about LeBron block blocking his one dunk attempt during <laughs> the game. He was like, he was like, he hadn't played defense all game, and in one time I tried a dunk, he, he blocked my shot. About that. <laughs> the one
0: thing that the All Star Game can say that it proved for those who say they don't play any defense in the NBA. Well, that's what it would look like if they really didn't that's, play any defense a in the NBA. <laughs> that's a, so but, isn't it, but they it, do play it, some in regular season games? They play a lot but, more in the postseason, but they don't play any in the uh, in d- the All Star. Well,
3: game. in the Big Five, we're going to hear from uh, Stephen A. Smith, who had some very harsh comments for the All Star game. He was game. harsh about He it, was very man. harsh. But yeah. Personally, I, that's kind of what I was looking for. I don't really care if nah, they guard each other nah. because there was good dunks. I don't there care. Was crazy Here's the thing. shots.
1: I want to see. The best do go up against the best, and if one side is completely like not interested in doing their part of it, yeah, it just becomes a, a dunk contest that's in a game version. An, an
0: uncontested dunk belongs in the dunk contest, <laughs> right? An uncontested <laughs> right. dunk does not belong in the game, and that's what we you know that's what I'm talking about. So I went nowhere I agree. near the NBA All Star Game, Scraby, You'll be so pleased to know. Because I know you guys are dying to know what did I watch this weekend. Because I had to
1: watch something. I was
0: eating bad food. I was on the couch. (laughs) Wife wasn't around. No honeydews.
1: And you watched golf. I can't believe I gave in. Wow. This is amazing. I can't believe
0: I gave in. I watched the final round. At Riviera, and and uh, let me
1: guess, let me say this: and out that only happened because Tiger gave you a reason to Tiger watch. Tiger kept me the around. For the weekend. <laughs> You're right, good
0: point. Tiger uh, ended up at uh, what was it plus one for the entire tournament. Uh, yeah, his one.
1: last final round, it got away. Final, from final the round, it, round from it did him get, him get him away. But
0: the fact yeah. of the matter is, he completed the round. Yeah. the whole tournament he hadn't played in ten months, so it was a it was a positive for Tiger. But I must say, at this point in time, John Rahm is the man. He is. This guy is unbelievable. Scraby, you Max know, Max Homa chased him as hard as he could chase him down the stretch, but he just couldn't catch this I, guy. Scraby, I'm
1: start, every time I look at Rom, man, I'm, I'm getting Scraby vibes, man. There, I don't know if it's his scruffiness up in his beard. <laughs> maybe Reed? it. Maybe Patrick Reed is not the best comp. He's maybe, a baby face. Maybe John. Well, I don't know if you're a baby face. No, I mean he he doesn't <laughs> ever have a beard. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed does. Yeah. John Rom. Rocks the scrapey like, look he, yeah. pretty much consistent.
3: He also has the same anger that I do, where I can be swearing and throwing clubs one minute and then being the happiest guy in the world 30 <laughs> seconds later.
0: Who's that? John Rom. John Rom?
1: What is he? He's actually, actually been very what does he have this to throw year. his
0: clubs before. He doesn't. He never makes a bad shot. I, trust, trust me, seen the that's because he's been on a heater for like the, six months. Yeah, the guy hasn't missed a <laughs> shot in six months. As Tony said, he's got his third win of the season already that is the fastest to three wins anybody's ever been since Johnny Miller like in the mid 70s this hasn't happened on golf or on the golf tour for 45 plus years somebody getting three wins this early in the season and i, I correct me if i'm that wrong maybe the ones he didn't win he came in second or third yeah. he was he in was the was top right 10 there. yeah so he's clearly the number one golfer in the world um, i did watch the uh, the end of the riviera and that's kind of where my sports weekend ended. I I, I just I'll found tell it to you be what. kind of a whole hummer. It was bad timing. Next time my wife goes out of town for the weekend, I'm going to check the sports schedule to make sure there's something <laughs> There's something, I can something watch. good going on. Yeah, I will say there's this: going on.
1: Uh, ESPN Plus has they've got they've got it they've got it how it should be like. Oh yeah, because. On ESPN Plus, they don't have to check in on the other group. So they locked in on Tiger's group for like the entire weekend. Sure. Basically because he was in contention. I can jive with that. Like I can watch that all day long. You give me a golfer that is interesting, that is compelling, and you stick with his group the whole time. I'm perfectly fine with that.
0: Scraby, when, do, by the way, did they go to three man final groups? Did I miss the memo
1: on Um, that? Honestly,
3: most of the time that I've... most of the tournaments have three.
0: That's what I thought,
3: but But they they may have. have, Maybe because people
1: were. It was was it maybe because of the suspension of time that that one day carried over. It was a little bit
0: annoying to me because it was John Rahm against Max Homa, and the two of them were in the you know the final group, and they were going head to head, you know down the stretch last six or seven holes. But there was a third guy who had kind of drifted out of and <laughs> He was <laughs> just and they there. Kept showing his shots. I'm well, they kind of had to. Look at, this guy. He's at minus six. <laughs> no, they He's usually not in the running. I think Tony's
3: to something time with this guy. They they have to group them up sometimes because they lose time or they need to get it they in. Like on Friday time. night, we were watching the the tournament, and it was so dark at the end. They they had a lot of. Well, I think out. it carried over until Saturday. It did. So. Yeah. So that's and why I you wonder if up. that had something to do with to. them adding that Maybe extra that player at the to end. Maybe that had something to do with
0: an extra player on Sunday. All right. So there's my holiday weekend. Uh, Tony, how is yours? I, I, I it took started off. Time, it but, started uh,
1: off poorly, uh, and it's part of the reason why everything has kind of been haywire. Haywire. Because I honestly didn't expect my daughter's team to lose i thought they would well, i thought the
0: soccer I, the little devil the little devil yes they, they came it was, up short it, i understand it, they
1: did it was a fascinating game between them and parker uh, they came up a little bit short but then it was it was crazy guys like the moment the game ended it like it truly hit me at that point that oh, oh i'm leaving on now. wednesday yeah. like i i think i had just kind of been put it putting it to the side. You were planning to ride it. I out, was ride out the uh, at least to the semi CIF final the game, Mount right? Carmel soccer run, right?
0: But uh, now you're you're free.
1: I'm free, and yeah. <laughs> which means you're not, uh, free. not free. Yeah, I'll be headed to Arizona in the morning, trying to get everything tidied up before understood tomorrow morning. Uh, came back to get my equipment, and, uh, wasn't quite ready yet, so to hop on the show which you, you guys. popped in for name. a little bit. Yeah. We,
0: well, we appreciate that. It is Your name is on the show, so <laughs> you are welcome to join <laughs> any time you would like. Uh, college basketball was pretty quiet this weekend. The Aztecs had a bye. They'll be back in action tonight against Colorado State. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. And, of course, we will get into the Padres situation and what is going on. You Darvish is in Japan. He's a rock star. He's in Japan.
3: He's
1: been a rock star too. Yeah,
3: it, it, the the pictures that I put up on my Twitter today of him just throwing a bullpen are like he if, is throwing I, I, a I, World Series. I game.
1: challenge you guys to go back and look at him before he came to the states for the uh. Rangers. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that, it looks like he is a, like a a, a a Rolling Stone. Like I mean, this dude was is followed. He's a beetle. He, he's a beetle. Exactly.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why he likes to pitch in America, because he gets a little relaxation. I I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. But he's back in Japan. Uh, Padres, of course, are down in Peoria. Manny Machado seems to have everybody on one side of the fence or another. I don't totally get that, no. but I will explain what I mean as the show goes on a little bit. Uh, everybody's growing a mustache this year, Tony. Is have that you the seen Peter Seidler? Carpenter? <laughs> we've got Trent Grisham, and now we have Peter Seidler. And I know that Chris Paddock was the sheriff, but he is no longer. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is... Is Peter Seidler. Have you seen his mustache? <laughs> I he have looks that. Like an old oh, let me West pull this up. He does. From the 16th. They're going to have a showdown. Those showdowns? I think 1800s. I think 1800s. Yeah, Peter Seidler has the perfect Wyatt Earp
1: mustache
3: someone said, going on. Someone said that he looks like uh, he. Went back in time. He was Matt Carpenter, and so Matt. So he goes. Never mind. Yeah. He went back in time because they look exactly alike. That didn't come out as what I wanted it to. But I'm looking for this mustache for Tony. But it is a good mustache, yeah, Tony. So go to feeling. the store. I hope
1: this doesn't. I
0: oh. hope this doesn't. trickle over to the booth. Tony, is that is that
1: and, Matt later on in life? Is that what they're yes, trying to thank say? you. There you go. This
0: is Matt. Peter Seidler
3: is Matt Carpenter. 40 years from now or whatever, 30 years from now. Yeah. I can see that. You say that up <laughs> I so did badly. I, did. That's why I didn't <laughs> even know what you meant to say. I could see Hit that. the eject button on that. Uh, yeah, you know who won't same, be growing a mustache? Must- Me. You?
1: But <laughs> <by> Jesse Agler. <laughs> I can't see baby can't face either. assassin, Jesse I'm Agler. Baby face assassin. You,
0: guy, you can say that now and you can put that on tape, Scraby. But if this whole team decides to grow mustaches, Tony and there Jesse There is no shot I'm driving a mustache. We're going to jump on board. Because this is a special season coming up in 2023. Uh, I don't think I can. (laughs) Okay. I (laughs) really don't think I'm capable. I mean, I I think if I started growing one now, it might be grown by the end of the season. (laughs) So that's how slow that (laughs) takes place. All right. We are underway for a Tuesday. Hope everybody had a good holiday weekend. Alden Gonzalez from ESPN will be on talking baseball with him. Plenty about Manny Machado with Alden. Uh, he knows Manny pretty well. They're both Miami guys, and uh, you know Alden Gonzalez, CSPN, great writer. He'll be on the uh, program. We'll have uh, interviews that Ben and Woods did this morning at spring training. You'll get a sample. Uh, you know the likes of Xander Bogarts and AJ Preller, and uh, who else did they have down there? Matt Sorry, Carpenter, Matt, Car- oh, Peter, Matt Carpenter, Peter I Seidler, speak of, speak <laughs> of the two mustache guys. Yes, Carpenter, Peter Seidler. So they were all on Ben and Woods this morning. We'll give you a taste of all of that. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear some other uh, other stuff from spring training, namely Peter Seidler talking about why, if you're worried about this Manny Machado thing, stop it. I'll explain when we come back. When and Chris, underway for a Tuesday, kicking off the uh, short work week here on San Diego's number 1 Sports Talk Station, 97.3 The Fan.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: In the Odyssey Palace, 97.3, the fan. Gwyn and Chris, we still have Tony Gwynn Jr. Oh. in studio. Chris Ello is in studio as well. Uno mas. We did not want Tony to leave, so we locked him in. They and did. We're going to wait until he grows that mustache.
1: Not happening, guys.
0: Chris? He's got to leave, man. The horse is waiting downstairs.
3: <laughs> all eight, eight, of them are, all eight of them are down there, man. I
1: got my ace <laughs> horsepower. Get down to
3: Peoria. Yeah, eight horsepower. <laughs> you know, I always found that very... Uh, I, whenever I put it together... That horsepower in a car means that many horses are pulling you. Yeah. It blew my mind, right? And who it, figured
0: that out? I did. I was like, "Wait, no, who figured it out that that a hor- that a car is one thousand horsepower?" Oh, I have no idea. Who made that connection?
3: I don't know. Henry it's Ford. Stupid. <laughs>
0: Henry, stupid, really. No, it's not stupid it's at all. Because of you know why? Pretty stupid.
3: Think about it. Think about it. When they first started making cars, they would say they were using horses to get places, and then the, the car salesman would be like, "Hey." I got a car over here that's eight horses. Right, that's exactly
1: go. how it went down yeah. too. I'm sure it did. Yeah, sure see, I yeah, got see? a car that's
3: eight horses.
0: <laughs> Chris knows, Chris, you were out yeah, there. Yeah, but once they got to like a hundred horses, that was enough. They didn't need to step right up one thousand horses here. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> stupid? <laughs> stupid. Well, what's, say,
3: what's not stupid,
0: what's, Chris? What, what, oh, I'm going to tell you something that else that is stupid, and that's everybody worried about Manny Machado. Yes. I mean, you're wasting Good your point. time out there. You're killing me with all of these complaints on Twitter. Um, I, I know some of you are like, hey, just, you know what, we love Manny. Let's let it work out, work itself out. Other people are over the moon upset, and they think <laughs> so Manny Machado is... <laughs> You know, Manny Machado's wrecking the season. <laughs> Manny Machado is putting all of the focus on the spotlight on himself. And he's talking about money when he already makes $30 million. Let me explain something. That's the something. favorite one right there. Let me explain something to all of you out there. Manny Machado plays baseball. Manny Machado plays professional baseball. That in and itself means he's going to make a lot of money. Now, tack on the fact that... That he plays professional baseball about as well as anybody who else does it in the entire league. Now he's going to make that much more money. Right. Here's the thing that you're that you're missing when you're complaining about how much money he makes. If the Padres choose not to re-sign Manny Machado. For thirty-five million a year, forty million, whatever it is that they end up landing on, if the Padres end up choosing not to sign him, somebody will. Somebody else will. Yep. So stop blaming him for that. I can tell if you who will. You, if if you out there, if Scraby was worth somehow miraculously <laughs> a couple hundred thousand dollars to somebody, he would go out and get that amount of money. Wherever it was available if, to him, if he did, you, you and, and I your would job be, would do the same thing, if, the if exact
1: he, same thing. So stop whining about Manny and money. If Scraby was worth it, you and I would be telling how much of an idiot he was. We <laughs> would. If he wasn't going, if he out.
0: wasn't, if he was worth, let's this. say he was worth five hundred thousand dollars based on what he do does, and I think he's worth at least. Oh, thanks, half Chris. Half that. Thanks, Chris. But ah, let's just say or half? Yeah. Well, that's $250. That's all right. not bad. Say, 250, but Let's say you were worth 500 Well, you just said it was worth 500 And we were paying you one-fifth of that, and there was a station in Nebraska that was willing to pay you the Ooh. whole thing. Sorry, Nebraska. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you would consider it. Uh, yes, so I So this is all Manny Machado is doing. If you are a salesman out there, and they give you... 7% commission on what you sell. And another company's gonna give you 27% commission on you set what you sell. Where are you gonna work? So stop stop complaining. Manny Machado is a professional baseball player, he does it well. That in and itself means he's going to make a ton of money,
1: that's, so get over it. That is that is that is the lazy argument now, right? Like, how much more does he need? You know how many times I heard that over the yeah. weekend. How much more does he need? Well, I mean, he's, he needs as much as he's worth. And so, I mean, in this case, he's both being paid at this point based on what we just saw this offseason. Contract's probably a little bit below market value. You know what's uh, great about this whole Chris reaction is
3: that this is completely unprovoked, and we have not talked. We about have it until didn't this talk moment, an ounce about until it. this moment. I
1: didn't walk in until about I, ten minutes ago. Yeah,
3: I saw well, twenty nine well, minutes yeah, ago now, I saw uh, a tweet earlier from a fan saying that Manny has ruined the season for him, and they hope that he goes elsewhere, and they want to get Otani oh on the team. This oh, this, yeah. this is a new thing. But the Otani thing, I know he's a great player, but Tony made the point. Chris made the point. And I'm going to make the point for the third time. He has to be able to pitch his entire contract and hit for him to be worth it. And I'm just not willing to put $50 million well, on him. Just, let's
0: just also ask everybody out there who wants Otani and wants to shove Manny out the door do you think Otani's going to play for Peanuts? He's going to demand a gigantic contract, too. I mean, and possibly more. It's just. Anyway, here's Peter Seidler. Thank Real you. quick, yeah. let's get this in. Here's Peter Seidler talking about how Manny Machado is his number one priority. Is that what we have? Yep. All right. This is Peter Seidler talking about the Manny situation. And until it settles, leave it alone here.
1: I, I really hesitate to talk about hypothetical situations, with um, whether it's with a free agent player or... One of our own. I, I will say, Manny is my top priority.
0: Straight
3: into
1: the That's point. all
0: you should need. It's going to be their top priority. Now, get your mind back where it should be, focused on Here's, what should be a fantastic 2023 season, and let's
1: get back dealing with that. Here's what I can tell you, in my opinion. Uh, and we watched Joe pull this off last. Year. I don't think there. I don't think everybody is capable. Of compartmentalizing um, feelings and job. But I think Manny Machado in particular is cut from a different cloth in terms of being able to compartmentalize it. Did you see? I don't know if you guys saw his presser yesterday when he was talking about where they're asking if there was any hard feelings based on the offer that was reported. And if you, and listen, I, I pride myself on being somebody who reads body language well. To me, watching Manny, he is completely locked in on baseball at this point and not worried about what happens with the contract because ultimately he knows if he goes out and balls and plays the way that he is capable of playing, it'll all take care of itself. Yep. He's so,
0: going to make the money that he is destined to make. Right. And uh, we- if, you, if you want to jump off the Padre bandwagon because you're concerned about Manny Machado, then don't root for the Mets because Verlander and uh, Scherzer are making a gazillion dollars. Don't root for the Yankees because all those guys are making... Don't root for the Braves because those guys... It doesn't matter which team you root for. If you're if you're upset with a team because there's players and, on it that want too much money, root for the Royals, root for the Rockies. And if, and That's if, it. And if, even the Rockies gave Chris Bryant he did. a gazillion dollars to not play.
1: Although I find it funny that Dig Monfort is the head of that new little, um, uh, little... He's
0: the head of the committee? He's
1: one of the heads they of that committee. They put him
0: at the head of the committee <laughs> yeah. to watch overspending. Yes.
1: In wow. Major League Baseball. It's is beautiful, isn't it? All right. but I, was, I need, but I need point, about another twenty minutes. To sign my, off. No. My, my point, uh, but the point I was going to make is if the excuse is that you're worried or you're upset because you know the mojo has been taken away or something along, those dudes are worried about nothing more than winning ball games, getting themselves prepared to win the ball, win win ball games. So yeah, and, I think it does you no good. It goes back to what Chris and I have been saying. For, I don't know. Going back to the end of last year, lock in on 2023 and what could come of 2023.
3: I also think it was better for Manny to put it out there absolutely now because then it's it's a it would be a question every city every he goes to, and there's only one owner I'm very scared of in regards to Manny Machado, and I think we all know it's Met Steve Cohen. He is
0: willing to open his checkbook for anything, but Manny necessarily might not want to go there. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Let's get more info from Alden Gonzalez, CSPN's great writer. He knows Manny. He knows that situation. We'll get some of his thoughts. Gwen and Chris continuing after this short break.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours...
0: All right, welcome back. 2.39 is the time. Let's get right to it. Lo, Matt Scraby, Tony Gwynn Jr. heading down to Peoria, getting ready to uh, broadcast from spring training. But uh, we've got uh, one of the better uh, writers uh, going out there right now from ESPN, joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, our friend Alden Gonzalez. Uh, Alden, how are you today, man? Good to talk to you.
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys
0: doing? We're good. Great. Thanks. Very good. Uh, let's let's start off with Manny Machado. I mean, he certainly uh, created a stir here in San Diego. I I, I don't know if he had much choice. Uh, he was going to get asked about whether he's going to opt out of his contract. Probably going to get asked all season long if he didn't at least answer the question. So he did. Some people are upset about it. Some fans, I guess, are upset about it. The Padres seem to be taking it in stride. Uh, tell me what you think Manny Machado's thinking and how you think this all may play out.
2: Well, what he's thinking is exactly what he said, which is that he plans to opt out at the end of this season and become a free agent. Uh, now, obviously, those things can change, and I will say that it's a little bit rare for a player to declare intentions like that before playing his first game of the season, because obviously injuries can happen, anything can happen. But from what I heard, um, his agency gave the Padres a February 16th deadline. They wanted to get a deal done for them. uh, And it wasn't until two days before it that the Padres came with an offer that Manny Machado's sides felt was short on the money. Uh, They offered, uh, from what I'm told, uh, and Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune reported this first, uh, they offered an extra five years at $105 million, which is, essentially makes it the Xander Bogarts contract, right? Because when you lump in the money that was left, it's basically 11 years, $285 million. And look, Manny Machado was not lying when he said that the markets change, right? Um, he feels like he can get a lot more than that in free agency. And when you look at what guys like Trey Turner got, what Aaron Judge got, and then when you consider the fact that outside of Shohei Ohtani, Uh, there's not really much star power on the free agent market. He probably feels that if he has another MVP caliber season, he can do better. And are there some hurt feelings there too because the Padres didn't come with an offer until two days before it? Yeah, I think so. Um, Can that be resolved though? Absolutely. Um, But as of now, uh, they're saying that they're going to stick to that deadline. Um, They're not going to negotiate anymore. And he's going to eventually be a free agent. But I think they're open to, open to continuing to talk because they want Manny Machado to continue to be their franchise player. So they'd be open to it, but I think Manny's side, at least for now, um, has moved on.
3: We're talking to Alvin Gonzalez of ESPN on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline and uh, the, the Padres I'm going to move over to the rotation. Cause we will be talking about Manny Machado and his contract until the end of the season when something gets figured out. But with the rotation, they assigned Michael Walker. They have guys like Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo. And, and I think that the Padres may go with the six man rotation to start the year like they did last year. But what do you think about the, the current line or rotation that they have in, and where does Michael Walker fit in? Is he above you? you think Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo, is he in the middle? Uh, where, where do you think he's going to go?
2: I think Michael Walker, just given, I mean, and, and you could base a lot of this stuff just based on the contracts that they're given. I think Michael Walker probably slots in, I guess, maybe ahead of them. Um, look, obviously the big three is Darvish and Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell. And I think you have my, basically Michael Walker as the number four, and maybe Nick Martinez is the number five right now. That's just my guess at the moment. Um, I know Nick Martinez's contract, and I think Seth Lugo's contract as well, but you'd have to correct me on that, is highly incentivized for for games started. Um, But I think this is a situation where the Padres are going to go into spring training and they're going to see what kind of starting pitching depth they have, what kind of needs they have in their bullpen. And if it makes sense and they have enough to truly go with a six-man rotation, I think that would be their ideal because I think they felt like, that was very beneficial to them in the first half of the season. I know talking to some of the pitchers about it, they liked it because they got an extra. They ba- they basically would get an extra bullpen day in between starts, and then when they were pitching, you know, the concession that Bob Melvin had with them was, we're going to let you pitch deeper in the game because you have more time off in between your starts. And I think some of them feel like it helped them be stronger in the second half of the season. So if somebody like a, an Adrian Morehone or Ryan Weathers Steps up, or if Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez both prove that they need to be starting pitchers, I think they'll go with a six-man rotation. I just don't know that they're going to force it.
0: Alden Gonzalez is with us from ESPN. Uh, Just uh, you know, I'm in awe because he can write so well. Something I couldn't do. That's why I had to go (laughs) into speaking
3: from a former writer. From a former writer, (laughs) this is why I'm
0: a former writer because I couldn't write like Alden Gonzalez. Alden, baseball is talking about, and I honestly can't believe this. But they're creating an economic reform committee. I guess the idea of this is to keep people like the Mets and the Padres and maybe other teams from, quote, spending foolishly. It seems to me that what this economic reform committee is designed to do is to protect the owners who don't feel like spending and committing and trying to win as much as teams like the Mets and the Padres do. Where is this going to go in baseball? Do you think?
2: Yeah, I actually uh, I wasn't there for Peter Seidler today, regrettably, but uh, I saw a quote of his on social media, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I think he said to the extent of he was asked about the risk of spending so much money on his roster, and his response was, "Well, there's also risk in not spending enough on your <laughs> roster." Very good. Uh, yeah. I love everything about how he approaches this. I, I, I will say that the economic there's another aspect of the economic reform committee that that needs to be brought up, which is that the um, impending, it seems, bankruptcy of Diamond Sports Group, um, the entity that owns uh, Valley Sports' um, 19 regional channels, and how that might change the landscape of the cable model, what that would mean for teams like the Padres, who rely on these rights fees to help them um, pay for players, essentially, and make up a, a vast Uh, a good portion of their revenue and what that is going to mean for streaming and how it might change the financial landscape of baseball, I think that's also a big reason why that committee was formed. But, yes, like you said, I think a theme of this offseason, and I'm not saying it's a correct one, has been that there's the haves and the have-nots because you look at the teams that spend a ton of money. I, I, I don't think it's ever any more clear than in the National League, for example, right? You look at the Braves. Phillies, the Mets, they all spent big money, they got better. And then you look at a team like the Marlins, which is at a point in its franchise where they're trying to contend, um, and they feel as if they can't, and they can't keep up. And so they had to make moves on the margins, trading for A.J. Puck or signing Gene Segura, smaller moves relative to everything else that transpired in the National League East. This has been a debate, basically, since the the dawn of free agency, uh, (laughs) where you have owners of small to mid-market teams claiming that they don't make enough money in order to be able to keep up with the others and that basically they lose money every year or, or if not, they just remain flat every year. And then you have the union, which says that's absolutely not true. Look at all the revenue sharing money that you make. Uh, look at all these other streams of revenue. You guys are billionaires anyway. Your franchises appreciate greatly in value. You do have the money. And I mean, look, look, I lived this during the CBA negotiations of last year. At the end of the day, we can't prove it because the teams outside of the Braves and the Blue Jays they can't open up their books to show us their financials. But this is what small to mid-market owners claim. And then there's the other side that says that they're lying. Um, and now here we are. But it is a problem. And I think, um, and I think Rob Manfred was smart to at least form this committee to at least try to get out in front of it. Um, but I mean, look. I'm going to quote my colleague, Buster Olney, who said this on his podcast recently. (laughs) There's so much being made of what the Padres are doing and not enough being made of what the A's are doing, which is a complete rebuild and not spending any money whatsoever on their team. And that should be a bigger problem than what the Padres are doing, because what the Padres are doing is great for baseball.
0: Thank you, Alden. Thank you, Buster.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're talking to Alden Gonzalez from ESPN here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, and I know that you wrote about Otani. And speaking of someone else who's going to make a lot of money here, possibly after this season, uh, Padres fans are really they're 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 really locked in on Otani becoming a Padre if Manny Machado leaves or if uh, someone else leaves the team and they free up some money, but. For me personally, I think that is too much. You're putting too much on Otani by paying him a lot of money and trying to get the value out of probably a long contract. Where are you at with Shohei Otani? And you, you talked to his agent. He he said that he wants to explore free agency. What do you think about what we're going to see this year?
2: Well, this year I expect him to be a fantastic, uh, just, just once again a transcendent two-way player. Hopefully he just stays healthy. And he's proven that if he's healthy, he can do that. Uh, but as for what I would expect in free agency, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be lining up, even teams that you wouldn't even expect to have that kind of money. Uh, I do think if he has another season as a way player like that, he's going to get a $500-plus plus million contract. I really do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this is probably the most unique free agent in baseball history, well, he's actually the most unique player in baseball history, I think you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to be lining up. For him. Now, is there – A major difficulty in projecting his next contract because we've never seen a player like this. Absolutely, but I think there's going to be enough suitors that um, it's not going to be a problem in terms of him getting the money that he wants. I would not be surprised if the Padres got into it. I've been I've made the mistake of being surprised by the Padres before, and I'm not going to do it again. Uh, (laughs) So do we? A lot of moving pieces there. Maybe if they sign Otani, they trade Juan Soto. Who knows? I'm just I'm obviously just speculating. Yeah. But I know the Padres love Shohei Otani, as does everybody else. And they're at least going to look into it because, and any anybody would be foolish not to look into this player becoming a free agent.
0: All. Then, last thing before we let you go, appreciate your time and uh, and all of the great info. Uh, your take on the new rules and how they're going to play out. We're a couple of days away from actual spring training games and the pitch clock going and the shift going away and uh, base runners only being allowed to be picked off twice per at bat. Uh, what do you think is going to work? What do you think, if anything? What do you think is going to be a, a, a might be a bit of a struggle?
2: Well, I think the pitch clock is going to work, and even if it's going to get maybe pushback or guys going to have a hard time adjusting initially, I think the pitch clock is going to be a major game for the sport. I, you're going to be amazed by how much quicker games move, and I think it's critical, and I, I think it's going to have a major impact. Um, I, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of controversies about managers or coaches players complaining about when the pitch clock started and did it start on time and there's going to be so many situations that come up mlb tries to prepare for every scenario but it's impossible to prepare for every scenario so there's going to be some hiccups there Um, but overall i i'm excited for the changes i mean uh is the shift restriction going to have a major um added benefit to batting average on balls in play i don't know but I'm going to love seeing shortstops play shortstop, right, and second base and play second base. Um, And I'm going to love it that a lot of times those line drives up the middle might not be outs anymore, right, because what are hitters taught? They're taught to hit the ball up the middle. But with the shift, you hit the ball up the middle, you're hitting a line drive into the glove of another infirmative. I'm hopeful. The one thing that I want to see outside of a quicker pace, I want to see the stolen base become a factor in baseball, in major league baseball again. I miss it. I don't know how much of an aspect the bigger base is gonna have. Anybody you talk you talk to says that it's gonna have some impact, but not a major one. And and I hope it at least just pushes the sport back in that direction. So overall, I really am. I'm excited for the new rules. I like them. I think they were necessary.
0: Alden, uh, what a great visit, man. Thank you for everything. Appreciate what you do. Continue to look forward to uh, reading your work and look forward to catching everything as the season goes along. We appreciate your time, as always. Thank you, sir. Great.
2: Thank you so much. appreciate
0: it. Great stuff. Alden Gonzalez, ESPN, right there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet! Find new roads. Uh, he's good, and uh, he's good. He's he's right <laughs> up my alley. I mean, I you know, I, I I don't always agree with everything everybody says, but I got to tell you, I agree with most everything he said. Um, you know, the Sotani thing's going to go over five hundred, and you know that's going to drag Manny's value up uh, even more, especially if Manny has an MVP type season. The one thing I wasn't aware of there that he said, and and maybe I just didn't read closely enough, but he said. And it does sound like the Padres are willing to try and get something done with Manny, you know, between now and whenever then is. Yeah. But he seemed to indicate that the Manny side may not want to negotiate at all until the season is over. They don't want it to be a distraction. So, it,
3: it also doesn't make a lot of sense for him to negotiate during the season because, like, what if he gets off to a slow start and, and the Padres could use that? Oh, oh, numbers are dipping. You're, you're going to lose then money. Then you got here. a
0: Corbin Burns type of situation, exactly. And you don't the, want to do that with either. The team saying negative things about their own player. I, you know, look. I, I wish you know. Alden said that what Manny did is rare to come out and talk about it before the season starts, but everybody knew he was going to opt out. And so I think he had very little choice but to say something now so that he didn't have to answer questions about it all season long. He I'm with wants you. to play baseball and I agree with Tony. Tony said Banny is one of these rare breeds who can separate the two and I think he can. I think he'll go out and play great ball and I think all the while they'll try to figure out, you know, something to keep him in San Diego. And if he becomes too expensive, then the Padres will go in another direction. But you know what? 2023 is not going to be affected one way or the other. And the only way Manny's situation is going to affect 2023 is in a positive way for the Padres. Because it it behooves Manny to have a great year. It does. It, it, it's, all it's a contract him. year for him It's now. a contract year for him. It behooves him to be great this year. If he hits 230... And hits only 17 homers and only drives in 80. Guess what? He might have made a mistake by opting out. Yeah,
3: he might but, get the same
0: contract he already. Or he might has. just end up getting the same thing he already has.
3: Bob Nightingale over the weekend did put a, and Alden uh, alluded to this that the Padres gave him an additional five years, 105 million dollars. Yes, so I read would take all that it, stuff. Yeah, I would take it to 405 million dollars in total.
0: No, 485.
3: 485. 485. He would like 485 million dollars. Or no was it 485 no i don't think it's 485 cuz he he made 10 years thir- 300 when he signed here
0: anyway they're pretty far apart they at are the but you
3: know that means th-
0: th- that means that they're willing to at least it's talk 400 to 400 million to 285 that's what it would okay. have been there 400 million manny apparently wants 285 is what the padres are apparently offering so there's a there's a dollar fifteen missing somewhere uh, in there. I wish, I wish, <laughs> I had not to worry about. Isn't that something? All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Come back, reset. What's happening? Got a little daily gambit to catch up on as well as Gwen and Chris continues.
2: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.